Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to our live feed update for August 10th. I'm your host, Jaren Armstrong, and with me today, it's Mary. How are you doing, Mary? Doing great. I'm really excited to talk about All Stars, go through what happened, a lot of conversations yesterday, so I'm excited to get into it. Yes, we are here to update you on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. It was day five in the house. And things are still moving. They're still coming together. There's still a lot of different pieces on the board that are fitting together in different ways. Um, and we're going to talk about it all from yesterday. Uh, we started the day with Memphis and Cody having another early morning discussion uh, outside of the HOH room. Um, Memphis, the previous day talked about wanting to bring together this group of potentially six people with Cody. Um, he follows that up this um, this morning, the day that we're talking about, uh, that he wants a, a group of like five or six. He mentions himself, Cody, Bailey, Danny, Tyler, and Christmas. Um, and the, the, the idea for Memphis is that he wants them all to be able to kind of stand on their own socially. Because he doesn't want to have this be like a let's get six people together in a room like, yes, we're down 100 percent to the end. Us six. He just wants like a loose group of good social independent players that are looking out for each other that don't need to check in very often. Yes. And he is not alone in this feeling. There's a lot of people in the house who seem to want to belong to a group, but also whether this be completely intentional or not, subtly feel like it's going to be best for me, though, if this isn't a season where we just have big warring groups that are so public and against each other. And it's going to be better for me to maneuver in the long run if we all sort of have, whether you call them parachutes or other pairings that maybe we could go in different directions initially. 
But it's also something you've talked about in some of your off-season podcasts of having secret big alliances. Let's try that for a change. It's been a few seasons, but wouldn't it be nice if uh, maybe maybe it wasn't just one big group all hanging out all the time? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's an interesting idea. Um, it's one of those ideas that I think works better on paper than in reality, uh, especially if you pitch it this way, because. Look, people like reassurances. <laughs> people people want to know that it's them to the end. It's like uh, when there's an, when there's room to escalate the promise, uh, then there then, and you're not escalating the promise, then somebody else will escalate the promise and you'll be stuck there with, yeah, we'll just watch each other's backs and somebody else will be saying it's us to the end. And the person getting both of those promises is probably going to feel a little bit better about the person saying it's us to the end. Yes. And that's something also that we'll see in some of these conversations. Memphis doesn't necessarily say it here, but people also want to be with people they feel comfortable with. And there's a lot of talk of, Oh, I just, I like you. I can be myself around you. And that's all hinting at it's, you know, it's not, an alliance if we all just like each other and that's why we want to hang out right right guys yeah it is it's so interesting to see how these things form so much of what's happening um and the groups that are forming are based entirely on who gets along the most um and i think that we can see how uh you know uh people get left out of these things if they are a little bit different than the norm um because they don't you don't just click with them in the same way that you do people that are similar to you. And so you see people that are very similar coming together. Um, and so you, like this is an all-star season. Some of these people know each other and that helps. Um, and I think that there are a lot of like-minded people in this house, but uh, especially like looking back at last season, looking back at previous seasons where it's all new players, um, it's it's very easy to see how um, how different biases might come into play and impact the formation of big groups like this. Definitely. So another thing that Memphis is going to mention here is that Kaser wants to do a group that's Memphis, Kaser, Janelle, and Keisha, but he feels like that's going to be too obvious. And we've already kind of heard this from him in the last couple of days. He's certainly not trying to pair up with Keisha. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Because Memphis wants this, this group together. And so he's, he pitches it to, to Cody um, that, that I'm not, I'm not with the Kaser crew. I'll work with Kaser though. I'll like, I'll keep him on, on board. I'll, I'll keep your name out of his mouth, um, Cody. But, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm with you. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm for the cause here. And he wants to, so he wants to put this group together. He wants to call it the unusual suspects or the usual suspects. Either or one. the other. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's not the worst name I've heard. It doesn't have a number in it, so that's always nice. But it's uh, let's see, Bailey, Christmas, Memphis, Cody, Tyler, Danny. I, it's a pretty unusual group. I'll give it to them. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's so, and again, the thing with Memphis here that uh, I don't love is that um, he's pitching this to Cody. This is the second morning in a row that he's done this. Um, and Cody still has given him nothing, um, barely anything, at least. Uh, Memphis is the one pitching the idea, pitching the concept, 
pitching the people and Cody is just kind of going, sure. Yes, I agree. That's great. Cody's doing it well. He's a very good social player. He's very good at getting people to feel like he's on board with them. But Cody has barely contributed. And that should be a red flag for Memphis. He should be trying to get Cody co- to contribute because this is a this is a sign that uh, that this isn't the thing. It's a thing, but it's not the thing. Right. And we've seen that Cody likes some of the people in this group, he probably likes everyone, but he already knows that he has stronger bonds with other people. And it can start getting a little bit complicated when you have multiple large alliances that have some overlapping people, because then that's how you get things leaked from one side to the other. It just takes one of those overlapping people to decide, you know what, actually, I like this alliance better than this one, and we're just going to rat Cody out. So I do think that. I'm going to give props to Memphis here for trying. He's he's trying to get some stuff together. He's one of the people in the house who's not just saying at all times, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on yet. I want to, you know, feel people out. I don't know where anyone is. He's putting out a group. He's, you know, he's trying. But I would love it if he also had a little bit better reads to be able to see, like you're saying, to gauge what Cody is saying and take that to mean maybe this is not. Maybe I'm, I'm close, but I'm not right on the money here. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, I, I think that Memphis is clearly a, a good player. I mean, he's his social. He has he socially infiltrated a lot of, uh, you know, relationships. Um, he is, you know, on on kind of on the ball in terms of creating a good strategic alliance. Um, but there are other players in this game that are just a little bit quicker than him and are beating him to the punch. Uh, and I think we're finding that is happening a lot in the house. Um, and uh, this is an all-star game and a lot of them are thinking in terms of gotta lie low can't do too much we have been talking about this for uh for days now um and i think that uh, that that mentality is hurting some of the players in the house so that's what memphis and cody are up to um i do want to just quickly point out because it's happening all the time over and over in this house um just Quick tip for uh, any future Big Brother player. Um, when you walk by a conversation or you walk into a conversation and the people in the conversation maybe have a couple of lines that are from the conversation and then they go, oh, what's up, Mary? What do you think about X? Like that is a surefire sign that they were talking about something that they don't want you to hear. Uh, if they just continue with their conversation and don't really address you all that much, that means it was a real conversation. Like every time, like it's it, not every time, almost all the time. That is how that is how it happens. It's because they are changing the topic of conversation and they don't have a good flow. And so the way to mask that is to, you know, go, oh, Mary, what do you think? Um, and uh, and that's that's how you can like uh, you know like mask the fact that you're not actually in a in a natural flow of conversation. But like nobody seems to catch on to it, and they're like, uh, "You guys are all stars. Come on." Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it would be like the number one thing I would practice if I was returning or just going into the Big Brother house for the first time. Of figure out how to pivot, how to pivot quickly and naturally. Everybody needs to be taking improv lessons from day, and and then they can. <laughs> maybe master this yeah speaking of day um she's gonna check in with franzel 
um, a couple of times throughout the day. Um, they are continuing to reassure each other. Franzel continues to, you know, be like, hey, I'm so grateful. I really want to make it up to you. I really want to work with you. Um, and uh, they they talk about. So, you know, day is a little bit worried about Ian um, and Franzel kind of feels like, hey, I've I've got a relationship with Ian. Like I can help you out with Ian and maybe you can help me out with uh, some other people. And Day's like, like who? Who are you nervous about? Uh, and Franz is just like, what about Janelle? Yeah, here's the thing. I lost track of count throughout this day, the number of times that Franzel hinted at people hey can you can you get on janelle's good side Mm -hmm. for me or oh i'm worried about janelle or i know that janelle was directly responsible for some negative things regarding me or i'm suspecting that at least so she's really not hiding this and it's not the worst thing in the house to have an enemy necessarily if you're assuming that the people that you're talking to will choose you over Janelle. That's the question here. And she's really not being subtle about it at all to the point where Janelle clearly knows that she's worried about her too. But it's, uh, it's coming across a little bit. It's coming across a little bit frantic and a little bit um, like word vomity. Like maybe Maybe like Janelle is clearly clearly living rent free in Nicole's mind here. So I don't know. I'd love to see. I either want this to turn into a really big war between the two of them, but it seems a lot more one sided at the moment. And maybe that's just the way that Janelle can handle it. Like Janelle is definitely targeting Nicole, but Mm -hmm. she's doing it in a more almost game centric kind of way, or that's just, that's just her demeanor because she's a little bit more serious and doesn't seem to feel as emotionally affected by these things. Whereas Nicole is just like every person she walks up to. So, uh, Janelle, can you, um, can you get on that for me? And oh, and I've got Ian for you. She's promised that she's got Ian yes. for a lot of people. She's using Ian, her relationship with Ian as a bargaining chip with other players. It's very interesting. Um, and I'm sure people hate it, but it's very interesting. Um, I mean, I'm sure the audience hates it, but uh, because what don't they hate about Franzel? Um, but uh, but yeah, like yeah, Janelle, I think the difference between Janelle and Franzel in this regard is that uh, J- Janelle is unbothered. Like Janelle is mm-hmm. Coming for Franzel, she's not worried about Franzel. Like Franzel could take Janelle out, and she'd be like, "All right, you got me." Um, but Franzel plays differently. She does play, uh, you know, Franzled, and uh, and she uh, she she scurries around, and she's like worried about about things. I mean, it's part of what makes her an effective player, to be honest. Um, right, and in terms of gameplay, I'm certainly not going to say that this is a completely negative thing for Nicole Franzel. Like I said, I think that having a clear enemy can be good in the house. It can be stressful and it can be complicated and there can be moments where you're going to probably put yourself in more paranoia anytime you see one of your allies talking with your you know, person that you've made it clear you're not uh, super tight with. But 
if anyone ever wants to get rid of Janelle, they know that you're going to be on board and then they know that you're someone they can come to for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've noticed like she also, uh, Franzel is, is, uh, it can, can, talks about being a winner a lot. Talks about like, oh, is somebody targeting me because I'm a winner? Um, you know, talking about being a winner, being a winner. I actually, really like this as a strategy um, because it's again, it's like if you're the one constantly pointing it out, um, it, it, it puts it out there. And I've said this before that like, if you're trying to hide something that's that obvious and nobody's talking about it, then eventually people will start going, why is nobody talking about the fact that Franzel is a winner? Like, uh, like this is bad. And, and the, the, the dam will break and you'll be flooded. Um, but if you if you're just constantly like uh, like letting a little bit in here and there by mentioning it, pointing it out, being like, I am a target because I'm a winner. Hopefully people aren't targeting me because of that. Then I, I feel like you kind of put it in a place where everyone can see it and everyone's a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, and it also, you know, is like, uh, hey. I'm not somebody that uh, will, you know, make cause you to go home on the block next to me. If you're sitting there, like I am a target. I I know I need to win competitions and um, I can be used as a shield and it's going to be easy to beat me in the end because I'm already a winner. Like all of those things, I think, uh, work in her favor. Yeah, I think it's good. I think that the delivery could be a little bit different if it were me. I think that you might want to do something a little bit more like oh, yeah, I'm a winner. So, you know, if people target me, that's probably why or whatever. Like, act a little bit more casual about <laughs> it. not friends. Well, okay. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. But I think that there's a way to get that message out where people are sort of like noting it without... Uh, it's almost like if you bring it up now, people aren't going to be able to use it as the sole excuse later because you're like, yeah, but I've already told you I'm a winner. So now you're kind of using it as a cop out. They can't just sneak up on you with the, oh, we're going to put you and Ian up because you're the two winners and make it seem like they came up with that. Um, So I think that that's okay. But I just wish this was a little more casual where it seemed like like you, you want to win, much like you're saying with Janelle, you want to, if you're going to get voted out, if you're going to get voted out for a reason that you suspect may be coming, you almost want it to be like, ah, well, I predicted it. So I saw this coming, right? I could be, I could be right, but I could be wrong. You never want to set yourself up with the edit of like, I never knew this was coming or, oh, this was my biggest fear. And I told everyone it was my biggest fear that I'd be targeted as a winner. I'm just I'm just trying to imagine uh, Franzel like playing anything cool. Uh, (laughs) Just it doesn't doesn't click in my mind. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to picture it. It's a very funny image. Hey, you know what? Look, she's got a method and it seemed to work for her. So I feel like I feel like we'll have to just see where that goes. Yeah. Um, So Tyler is going to have his segment here on today's update uh that's um so bizarre um we uh i've I've been talking about like tyler's just what is he doing he's doing nothing um but uh but every once in a while he does like this very concentrated burst of gaming um so let's let's just quickly go through the list it took place in a matter of like uh an hour um Tyler and Christmas check in. They're still ride or dies. Uh, Tyler is feeling like uh, Kevin is probably the person he would prefer to keep. Christmas is leaning more toward Keisha, but neither of them care. 
that much, but they reassure each other that they are in. Um, this is the most that Christmas has talked to anybody in terms of like being loyal. So uh, that's, you know, that's that uh tyler also checks in with cody cody warns tyler that people are worried about a guy's thing forming um and that tyler uh, is included in that uh tyler then quickly after cody leaves checks in with david um and they talk about how um they are together and Tyler's like, Hey man, everyone loves you. Don't worry. Like you're doing great. We're going to run this thing. Um, he asks David who he feels closest to. And David says he, he's feeling like day, like he's having some deep conversations with day. Um, and so he's, he's feeling uh, good about that. Um, so then, uh, David leaves and day comes in and, uh, day's like, so Tyler, are, are you like open to like talking? Tyler's like, yes, like I'm so on board and they hug and they're both so so excited like oh yes we're gonna work together this is gonna be amazing we can kill it um and then day leaves and caser comes in and he talks to caser about like hey man i have so much respect for you and the way that you played the game and like who you are as a person i'd really love to work together i feel like we're both you know uh we can do well and uh we're both the kind of people that like we don't want to do bad things in the game and stuff like that uh and then tyler finally leaves the storage room and sits down and talks with franzel about how they want to work together um and they both feel good about cody and um that was it for tyler (laughs) in the day it was really interesting the one that i actually had to rewind and catch because it was my favorite one was kevin and davon are having this long talk and then davon gets up and leaves and it's like oh hold on i gotta go real quick i'll be right back she runs out and she runs into the storage room where tyler is where david has just left So she goes in there and she's like, hey, yeah, we're good. You and me, we're firm in our pair. Awesome. They hug. She leaves. She was in there for like two minutes and then she goes back to Kevin. But it was just it was like, oh, shoot, I I heard my buzzer. Tyler's uh, Tyler's letting me know it's my turn to go talk to him. I'm going to go real quick. High five and peace out again. Um, Another thing that Tyler mentions in most of these conversations, he mentions it with um, Bailey for sure. He mentions it with David and he mentions it with Kaser. And with Nicole, actually, so almost all of them, he mentions that he is coming here to win all the competitions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be schemy. He was seen as being schemy in his last game. And so he doesn't want to do that. He wants to just win everything. And he wants strong players who are also going to win things to work with. Bailey mentions to him, like, oh, I'm kind of worried that people might think that I'm going to be good at um, competitions probably because I was on the challenge and he's like good let him think it I'm trying to win everything and I like this angle from Tyler I think it's a choice I think he's very actively trying to play a different angle than he did last time which I'm not necessarily sure if it's going to work better for him in the long run because while I do like all of these moments and I'm sure you're going to talk more about how you think this is great everything Tyler's doing I do like that he's doing it but I worry that having a bunch of sort of loose pairs that are all like if you're going to scale the strength of their alliance I'm curious to know where each one of these people would rate their alliance with Tyler I think some are certainly stronger than others and some people are just using him as like this is This is an option. I have my background, but I wish it was nailed down a little tighter. I think that playing this way is almost more obvious that it's way easier for him to get caught 
as having a lot of pairs than if he was in one big group and then went in that big group into all these individual people and promised them certain things. So I'm curious to see where it's going, but I do like that he's telling people that he is basing his game on competitions because I think a lot of people might just be too afraid to put him up thinking that he might win at least early on. I think he is confident in his ability. And I think he knows that certain people, namely Cody and Franzel want strong competition people on their team and that that's going to be a selling point for them. Yeah. I mean, I I'm happy to see Tyler play in these concentrated bursts and make these individual connections. They're very, very valuable. Um, But I don't think it's enough. I still don't think it's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think that you are completely right in that uh, having one on one connections is great. But um, but it's much greater when you have one on one connections within the protection of the big group, which Tyler should be in. But he's not. We heard it in the episode. We've heard it on the feeds now that people like Cody and Enzo, they want to work with Tyler. All they need from him is for him to open up to them. And he, he won't do it. Um, he is too guarded. He is too concerned about being too open and too obvious about what he's doing. And because of that, he is being shut out of every door that is open to him. And they are closing one after another. And pretty soon he's going to entirely miss his shot because there are a lot of groups forming and he's not in any of them yet uh, a lot of them are talking about pulling him in they want him in their groups but it, it hasn't happened and every time people talk to him about anything like that um, he's he's just very squirrely um, and it's not it's not working out now Tyler's a very dangerous player he has all these connections he still has plenty of time to work but I do think he has missed a lot of opportunities and the game is going to be that much harder for him I think because he missed out on these things um, and this this notion of like hey I'm gonna win every competition I think is way too obvious. I think he is pushing it too hard. Um, nobody's gonna like like Danny believes it. Uh, a couple of people believe it, um, but other people are skeptical of it. And the fact that he keeps talking about it really just makes it feel like a line. Um, and I just he needs to just not be selling a line. He needs to just be open with people. That's that's what was so strong about his game. I feel it just feels like it feels like he like the criticism of his game got in his head and it was like the wrong criticism of his game. Um, Like he needs to just do what he does best, like be natural Tyler, because that is a very good player. And don't listen to people on Twitter who are telling you you did something wrong. And I can see a couple ways that he could be planning on pivoting and that this could be, you know, there's a chance he was first HOH his season. There's a chance that he could just be feeling a little bit awkward right now and hoping that he is going to win a competition, is going to be HOH and then solidify a group or solidify some of these pairs or something. That's possible. It's also possible that he is really, really, really stuck on the fact that he did something, played a game he thought was really good and didn't win. And so he feels like he needs to change something up and he could be really skittish about wanting to get into a big group, particularly a big group where he's not going to be, I don't know if I I would even say the leader, but not going to be the central focus point there. I think the thing is if Cody started a group and Tyler was in it, I think Tyler could easily 
become the hub of the connections there if he wanted to. I think he has the social skills, but I don't think uh, I don't think he's setting himself up for it to happen here. The other thing, though, about the saying he wants to win the competitions. I wonder and this might be a long shot, but I wonder if he's thinking. There's a lot of really good compies here. There's a lot of people who are known for being really good at competitions. And I almost want to put them on edge a little bit to where maybe they don't try as hard or they get nervous or they get panicky thinking that I'm feeling so confident that I'm just going to win all of them. Maybe. Because here's the thing, talking about this big, like if Tyler was in with Cody, if Tyler was Cody's number two or number three in the way that Enzo is, which he was at the start of the game, Cody went to Tyler and Enzo was the third after Tyler. And then Tyler didn't open up and Enzo did. And now Enzo is in that spot. If Tyler was in Enzo's spot right now, or even just in that orbit, he would be running the game because of all of these outside satellite connections that he has much more so than anybody else. A lot of Cody's people are concentrated in his groups. A lot of uh, Danny's people are concentrated in those groups. A lot of everybody's people are concentrated in a way. Tyler is very spread out and he has a lot of like solid one-on-one connections and that would make him so dangerous if he was also in the power structure, but he's not in the power structure and that makes him very vulnerable. Um, So we'll see again. It's very early. But um, but it, I do think that uh, there's a lot still um, that Tyler needs to be working on. And I think he needs to be working harder. So um, Memphis and Danny are going to have a talk. Um, Memphis pitches her on the alliance idea. Now, the plan was for Memphis to act like this is the first time he's bringing it up and not mention Cody. So he goes to Danny and he says, hey, this is my idea. I really like you. I want you in. Um, I want everybody to be uh, independent. I want so and so on and so forth. Um, Danny is a little bit better uh, than Cody at acting like she's on board to a degree. So like it's interesting. Danny strategically, when she responds to Memphis, she contributes to the idea. She acts like she's a contributing member. but like socially like her body language tells me she's not as into it right whereas cody can be like i'm so in this is such a good idea absolutely but like if you're paying attention to the red flags you'll notice he's not contributing danny is almost the reverse of that where um she's she is contributing she if you pay attention to that part you'd think oh she is on board but if you watch her face and you watch like just the way that she reacts to things you can tell she's like Oh, really? Like Memphis, shut up. Like you're talking too much. Like she, it's harder for her to hide that. Um, so I think it's very interesting looking at that, especially as Cody and Danny are two of the more, uh, you know, active and on top of things players, like the small differences in, uh, in how they play. Yeah, I think it's interesting too. I go back and forth when watching people, particularly Danny about like, who is she actually? Like, who does she actually like of these people that are being mentioned? Because she's pretty upfront and honest when she'll say, you know, if, if, if Memphis says like, oh, yeah, maybe we can pull in Christmas. And then Danny's pretty quick to be like, yeah, I don't talk to Christmas much. I don't really I'd be nervous. I don't really know, you know, what she'd do if she was HOH. But you're right. The body language is not is not there in a way that makes her seem like she's super comfortable with the conversation. And that's, some, you know, that's something that a lot of people have. I know that I have a pretty tell where people think 
could think that I was lying when I'm really telling the truth. It's just, I'm kind of like not my emotional state is not locking in with the words. So sometimes that can be disconnected there. Uh, plus, you know, you're in the house and so you uh, have all these conversations. It must be hard to keep everything straight and figure out exactly where everything is. I think the main thing we have to keep reminding ourselves is that we normally don't see this. And so a lot of times when we get to the feeds, we've already missed all of this stuff. And so it seems like, okay, these, these alliances that locked in, you know, week two, week three, those were the first starting points. Maybe this type of uh, craziness happens every season and we just don't, don't get all of these moving pieces until it settles a little bit more. Mm. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Uh, so Memphis uh, tells her the people that he's thinking of. Uh, and Danny is going to say, no, this is not. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> You have Bailey in here. You do not have Devon in here. That's a mistake. Uh, Memphis is like, okay, never mind. Then, uh, then, then scrap Bailey. Okay, let's scrap someone else. Yes. So Memphis is like, all right, well, if she's got like a pair already, I didn't realize they were working together. All right, we'll scrap her. We'll, uh, let's, let's choose somebody else. What about, say, Franzel? Uh, and Danny's like, hmm, yeah, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a better idea to me, maybe. Uh, and so they talk more about this um and Danny uh Danny is down for it uh she says she's in um they both really like Cody and so um you know uh Memphis is like all right well I'll I'll talk to Cody and then hopefully he'll mention you and say that he feels good with you um and uh and it's, it's like it's very fun like Cody and Memphis are playing Danny here but Cody and Danny are playing Memphis um, and Cody's kind of playing them both uh, in this situation. I tried to draw a graph of all of the different people listing the people they might want in alliances, who they were telling it to. And the number of times someone said like, okay, well, I'm going to go talk with this person just to feel out if they're good with you, not knowing that those two people are already good. And the reason you're having this conversation was because they said that they should go feel out each other. There are so many overlapping circles in this house right now. And I think the key thing to keep, keep track of is just look at whose names come up the most in the lists of people who they want to align with and look at the names who come up the least because people like Bailey get mentioned a lot as as someone that people want to work with or that they like. Maybe they're not 100% with them yet, but they think about it. Whereas, you know, for obvious reasons, maybe Keisha's mentioned like zero times. 
of, of people that they really want on, uh, on any kind of lists here. And then there's a lot of people like Ian, who pretty much everyone with the, ex- with the exception of Franzel says the same thing about, which is like, I have no idea what he'd do. He just keeps telling me he's not going to make any decisions until the vote. Yep. Yeah. So like, so again, I want to reiterate so much of this game, especially in these first few days is just purely social. Um, and that's why, like even a, a social person like Keisha, like being nominated is a death sentence in the first week because you can talk to people, but there's, there's an invisible wall between you where like, well, I'm not nominated. Um, and that's, that's rough. Um, and then there are people like Ian who is like not very naturally social and like good with, uh, making connections right away. And like, he's just not included in anything because of that. Then you have people like Bailey, who is very good socially and everybody likes her. Everybody kind of wants to pull her in. And even Tyler, we look at Tyler and people are talking about him. They all want to pull him in. The problem is Tyler's holding himself back socially. um, And that's 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 an issue for him. But uh, even Memphis, who is very good socially, a lot of people want to work with Memphis, but there's just like a little bit of a disconnect. First of all, he's a little bit older than a lot of the people that are, you know, currently grouping up. Um, And second, like there's something that, that they talk about where it's like, you know, I like Memphis, but there's just like a little bit of like a little bit of an intensity to him. Like, I, I worry that like he could just like be mad at me for for some reason. Like he makes he makes jokes that are like uh, like just a little bit mean sometimes. And like that's all it takes to be like, I don't fully click with him. So strategically he is now not part of the core uh like that is the difference um and it's so it's so fascinating that we're getting to see this process happen definitely um was there anything else about this memphis danny conversation you wanted to mention no um but i do want to quickly run back because that happened sort of in between all the tyler stuff tyler ends his run he also checks in with bailey um as well but uh he ends his sort of like uh concentrated run talking to Franzel uh-huh. and um, there's more that comes out of this Franzel conversation where um, she is going to open up to Tyler about um, things she's nervous about. And she tells him that she's worried about Janelle and Tyler's like, why she's like, well, like, look, there's all these preseason rumors. Like there was a rumor that I cried and called production to to get on the show. And like, like seriously, like you really think I did that? Um, like, uh, it's so stupid. Um, and she's like, and some people were just like making up lies about me. And I'm, I'm like worried coming into the season. One of the, there were two people and one of the people, is in the season is in the house with us and tyler's like whoa really like who who is in here with us who who could it be is it the person you keep talking about being (laughs) nervous about yes and she's um she's like uh and production knows about it too um and and i'm thinking back to rumors that she ratted certain people out to production and i'm thinking oh if production knows about it this is interesting um and she says janelle Janelle is one of the people. And that makes me think back to when Janelle 
spread this rumor in the house. Um, and I'm like, oh, this probably rings a little bit true. Yeah, she calls out Janelle. She also calls out a certain estranged father as well for having worked together on this. Yeah, she basically says that uh, Janelle uh, is one of Dick's sources um, for all of the stuff that has been going out, which is interesting because we know that uh, that there was a lot of misinformation coming from that source. And if Janelle <laughs> is interested in spreading misinformation, that was a pretty good method. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if we're ever going to get like a complete truth of exactly who said what and what was potentially true. What was just a complete rumor that was being spread for fun. I could see Janelle being the type of person who just kind of want to mess with Nicole and spread some rumors uh, that she kind of pulls out of nowhere just to just to get on her nerves i think she kind of likes that so i could see that happening i could see some of these rumors maybe coming from some uh you know i while some people if you said oh tyler tyler cried to production to be on this season you might be like huh really that doesn't sound like him the problem is nicole just sets herself up as being such an easy target here for uh you know some of these things sound like maybe they maybe they could happen potentially i don't know you know maybe don't maybe worry a little bit about all stars when you have such a tumultuous relationship with so many people from the show and so many alums so it's it's tricky here it's it's an interesting conversation for me it was a little bit hard because production kept jumping to feeds or to uh stars every once once in a while whenever she would say production knows about this or something it would like blink for a couple seconds and then come back so i was like wait what 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 does that mean? Does that mean that they're that it's true and they're in on it and they don't want her ratting out the secrets? Yeah. Um, and, you know, because because I, I always think back to Big Brother 18 um, and there's, you know, there's, you know, rumors flying around now about like uh, the pre-gaming in Big Brother 18, um, which I feel like people are misremembering, uh, including some of the people on the season, um, because. Um, Nicole was always very adamant on the feeds and after the game that she lied to Derek. She lied to him and said, I am not on the season. Um, and she did not talk to him and certainly they didn't talk to him. Um, like, uh, like the person that said they talked to Derek, uh, for like James said, he talked to Derek briefly and, uh, and Polly said that, uh, that he talked to Derek as like, uh, you know, President Cody, um, but uh, but Nicole was always very adamant about the fact that she lied to Derek about being on the season um, and because she doesn't trust him. Um, and I think that there's a very good chance that she did the same thing or something similar to Derek and lots of other people. And that probably sketched them out. Um so uh, I, there's a lot of like interesting things here regarding Nicole Franzel and the pregame. Um, I based on the things that were being said and things that people were hearing, it did seem like a lot of people were anti Franzel in the pregame. And so it's not super surprising to me that in the house she is worried that people are anti Franzel from the pregame. Uh, so uh, it's some interesting stuff there. Um, but the main point here is is that uh, she is very concerned about Janelle. Um, she feels like Janelle is the one that started or at least spread.
spread uh, a lot of these anti-Franzel rumors. And uh, that definitely explains why she was kind of angling to get Janelle up on the block. Right. Um, There were a couple other interesting things from this conversation. Uh, Tyler's going to mention that he wouldn't mind being called a boring player as long as he was able to win the game. That was a little bit funny from that. And uh, he also asks her if she's cool with Cody. And this is something I see almost as much that she says, almost as much as uh, the thing about Janelle is that she's like, oh, people think, you know, they probably assume that me and Cody are working together, but we weren't even really close on our season. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think he's loyal. I think he's good. And it's, it's like the, it's like the her and the Janelle. It's like the her being a winner. She likes to mention a lot that she wasn't close with Cody before, but she trusts him now. And I'm not really sure why she feels the need to make that distinction. Like if people like Cody and want to work with her and Cody, then they probably don't care if you if you, uh, you know, planned to work together or were close or we're not close. They're just asking what the read is now. What's what's the current situation? Yeah, there's this interesting dynamic going on. A lot of people are suspecting that Franzel is working with Cody. And I feel like it's one of those things where it's it's a way to test Franzel. Like, are you being honest with me? Are you working with Cody? How are you feeling with Cody? And Franzel every time is like, I don't know. Like, I'm just not sure. I haven't talked to him. Um, and it's got to be sketchy. Um, that said, they're they're working hard to make this a reality. And um, they've they've developed a code, actually, that Franzel will basically always communicate to Cody through Danny um, Mm -hmm. so that they never have to really be seen together. And so she's, they're really trying to sell this line hard. Um, And Cody is not including Franzel in some of these sort of like outer alliances. So I actually think that I think it's sketchy right now, but if they really keep it up, uh, I think it could work in the long run. I think it could. I think though, if this is a situation that they've put Danny in, I think Danny's also a good enough player to capitalize on this. And, you know, if she's going to be the go-between, she can easily add a little of her own info into this go-between and potentially down the road, try to get them farther separated to where she's the one closer with either or both. Yes, um, which I, I think is is already on its way to happening, um, which is why I think she was like super excited about the idea. Yeah, yeah, the work's not great for Danny. <laughs> She's I very impressed with her this season. There's a lot of people that I have been impressed with, and uh, I, I mean, it's not like I not like I didn't know that she was a good player, but but it's been really fun to watch her watch her work and watch her try and in game this whole house and she seems to have some really solid alliances here so i like that a lot and honestly for danny it should be uh, another red flag that uh, <laughs> that cody is willing to cede this power because it, it should probably indicate to her if she gives cody enough credit that cody probably has other things going on like if this is his main main thing that he's putting all of his eggs into um and he's willing to let danny be the clear like power broker in there for then like he, he he's not a very good player and he's not a bad player which means he probably has other things going on which he does um 
being said, Danny has some other things going on, whether she knows it or not. She is a name that gets brought up sort of on the other side of things every once in a while by people like um, Nicole Anthony or even Kevin of wanting to work with Danny. So I think that maybe she doesn't know it yet, but she probably has other routes she could take as well. Well, so yes, so she's going to talk with uh, with Franzel about uh, they feel a little bit better about Christmas because Franzel talked to Christmas. Um, Franzel wants Christmas to help her with Janelle. Um, and uh, they talk about like their lines. They talk about being a go between. Um, and uh, Franzel is like, I'm surprised they that uh, like Janelle and them haven't like asked you to be in an all uh, girls alliance kind of thing yet um, or some kind of alliance. And Danny's like, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for for it to happen um and franzel's like uh well like say yes when you do so like you can pull me in too um and uh, get close to janelle for me please someone um so danny is like danny is like waiting for the other side to come to her so that she can sort of like play into that role as well um but uh but it has not happened yet and i think she needs to be a little more active if she wants it to um Janelle is also going to check in with Bailey. They have a conversation. They would love to work together, so on and so forth. Um, but that is a connection. Um, another, you know, like, look, a lot of these are pregame connections. Um, but that, that is another connection that uh, that is, you know, currently being worked. Um, Christmas says to herself that she feels really good about Tyler. She feels really good about Bailey. She'd had a conversation with Bailey. That was pretty good. Um, and she would love to go to the final three with Tyler and Bailey, um, which uh, is very on brand for Christmas. Um, go, go to the end with two people that uh, that could potentially be working together. Um, yeah. She also says when she's talking to the camera here that the uh, some of the other girls scare her. Yes. They seem really tough, such as Danny and Janelle. Um, can we talk about this Bailey and Christmas conversation for a second? So I thought this was kind of interesting. Sure. The one that happened right before that. Yeah. So earlier in the day, Bailey had gone in to the HOH bathroom where Christmas was. And she was just like, hey, Christmas, who your, who's your best friend in the house? Where are you at? And it was kind of sudden. Um, and Christmas was like, oh, you know, I, I like you. I don't really know what else I could say to that because you're the only one in here asking me. So, yeah, we're cool. But they have a better conversation later where Christmas is like, hey, can we talk about what happened earlier? What was what was the deal with you? You asking about that? And and they have a pretty nice conversation here. They talk a lot about their dynamics in both of their games. Christmas explains her relationship with pa- Josh and Paul, Posh, Josh and Paul. And uh, they they bond a little bit and talk about um, how Bailey struggled on the challenge and, and how that she was living in a bunker there. But I feel like this is a it it was a great example to me of like how some people feel like the game works where you just pop in. Hey, Tyler style, like, let's let's be together, you and me, and then don't check in again. But this was a great scene of like seeing people checking in again and having a fleshing out this conversation. And Christmas is going to walk away from this saying, like you just said, yeah, you know what? Me, Bailey, Tyler, final three. Sounds good. So. Bravo on Bailey for for going back and doing this again. I really, really thought that was a great move. Yes, Bailey in a great spot. As I said, she was talking to Janelle. She has a great connection there. She has a good connection now with Christmas. She has a thing with Tyler. Um, she is, we'll, we'll talk about it, later going to be pulled into a pretty nice little four situation later on. Um, so Bailey is basically where close to where Tyler should be. 
Um, Tyler has a little bit more one-on-one relationships, but she has what's much more valuable, which is she's included in the power structure. Um, and, uh, and she is in a very good spot. Um, And I think it's just because she's, is taking the time to have some more long one-on-one conversations that maybe are not all strategy, but have strategy sprinkled in among emotional conversations, which is what Tyler did his first season. Bring it back. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Christmas also says to herself she's worried about Janelle and Danny those are the two people she is worried about the most right now um, so good to note um, Kevin and Danny have a conversation about uh, Kevin staying and Danny kind of gives him some uh, some advice some campaign tips for mm-hmm. uh, for that Kevin will be campaigning throughout the day um, he's getting a lot of like yeah we're we're cool. Um, this is what you should do because a lot of people do want to keep him. Keisha will also be campaigning and she's getting a lot of I'm not sure yet. I could uh-huh. go either way. Um, you know, I'm just not uh, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. And it, it stinks because I feel bad for Kevin here because because uh the things that people are saying to him, a lot of people are doing a really good job. Davon in particular had a nice conversation with him listing out like over and over all the people we have. Oh, for sure. And not just like, not just, Oh, who do you think you have? But yeah, let's work together. Here's who I think I could bring in actively seeming to help Kevin, but not also promising him like, yeah, hundred percent. You're staying. I've heard it from everyone. But if he only knew what people were saying to Keisha, he'd probably feel a lot more comfortable because they're giving her nothing. Uh, Something that Danny mentions in her conversation with Kevin when she's giving him advice is, you know, she tells him, remind people that Keisha won three HOHs and a strong player. She also says, stop putting yourself down. Try to be a little happier. People want to be around happy people. And I would say for both Kevin and Keisha and I know I know I know I know it stinks to be on the block and they're very stressed out and it's the first week and this is terrible but they they are both seeming a little bit sulky rarely smiling um Kevin's doing a little bit better job of this but but Danny does make some really good points here about just like how far small things like that can go over in this game yeah um so we then get the backyard backyard opens they're all very excited um i'm excited because now they get to actually like have conversations yeah there's a a great clip of of everyone just sort of sitting around and then tyler like runs out into the backyard Mm. uh and i think it was enzo who later said like oh did you see tyler run out there i thought they were gonna give him a cloud power again he's gonna be safe for three weeks or something (laughs) that's great let me tell you enzo's got it out for tyler Enzo has got oh, his yeah. eye on Tyler um, and that's going to be bad news for Tyler eventually. I, I'm telling you. And, and the way Enzo's doing it right now is he's kind of just making Tyler like the, the butt of some jokes. He's he's definitely Enzo knows his stuff. He's bringing up a lot of details like the cloud power things like that there was a conversation he had a couple i don't know if it was this day or a different day where they were talking about the, the various celebrities that have been guests on big brother and he seemed to know a lot of be able to list a lot of those people so he's clearly been keeping in touch with what's going on and uh you know he while he hasn't like blatantly targeted him yet he's definitely trying to get his name out there mm-hmm 
Um, so, uh, so that, that'll be interesting to, uh, to, I mean, he already took Tyler's spot with Cody. Um, and now I think he's trying to reinforce it at the very least. Um, so, uh, we're going to hear that, um, this was an interesting sort of, uh, dichotomy here, uh, on the episode, Kevin in the diary room said, I'm coming for you, Cody, for putting me up on the block. Uh, and then like, uh, 30 minutes later, he's talking with Nicole Anthony and they're talking about targeting Janelle and Kaser next week, uh, putting them on the block together, um, which was like, what, where, when, <laughs> how? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they they say the reason is that they want to split up pairs and that if if Keisha goes home, that splits up Memphis and Keisha. We're not really a pair, but like, I'll give it to you. And then and then, yeah, so Janelle and Kesa are next. And like, Nicole Anthony, <laughs> like Janelle and Kesa want to work with her so bad. Um, like, I don't no. know why she's so anti Janelle and Kesa. And, and I mean, it, it is looking like for the most part, just given the names that are thrown out there, that the if if Nicole did go and, and Kevin did go with Janelle and Kesa, that probably isn't going to necessarily be the winning side or certainly going to be probably the side with the smaller numbers, maybe. No, but don't target them. Right, right. <laughs> but you shouldn't be eating that bridge. Like, keep it there. Don't close eating the door. <laughs> I don't, whatever. I, I feel like, you know, like, keep it, keep it there. Let it come back to it. Use it. It's, it's one of the few groups that Nicole Anthony would be at the center of, which is what she needs. Because girl, you don't want to be on the outside of everything. You don't want to be a fringe person with every group. Ah. Yeah, you know, um, when Kaser and Janelle won the safety, um, they were very concerned about Cody. And they, the person they went to was Nicole Anthony. Um, and if Nicole Anthony had been on board, then, like, she could have helped bring people like uh kevin um uh, and and given some information today like they could have solidified some kind of other side like that was the missed opportunity and nicole anthony was the the weak link there that um she was uh she also is not playing hard or fast enough um and she is just kind of sitting around and she's letting grateful form again and it's not gonna work out well for her and and i wonder if you know you you could think about like where is her mind is her mind that she doesn't want to be in the big scary alliance and she thinks that janelle and caser would be doing that and she doesn't want to be part of grateful then she has a very big misread on everyone else in the house um is her is her mind that she is hoping to be included in a different big alliance. I I don't know. I think that she really needs to like pick up some of these pieces who are, ah, but see, the problem is that I was going to mention pieces are, have been picked up by other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough here for Nicole. I don't know. Maybe she just really wants to be the underdog again. I I don't know. I don't know what she's, I don't know what she's doing. She's been waiting for Tyler to come to her, but like, she should go to Tyler. Like, like she yeah. needs to be doing more. Um, she, she does. She's yeah. got a great relationship with Kevin. 
Who's on the block? Right. Nicole. Well, that's Nicole's thing, though. Okay. <laughs> Give it to her. She likes to make alliances with people who are halfway out the door, even though Kevin's probably fine, maybe. Um, I don't know. Can we talk about Kevin's other insane idea here where he was going to try to get like Memphis out by yes. convincing Enzo to use a veto? That was great. Get Memphis backdoored. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing there. That's a that's a shot in the dark. That was kind of funny, though. Yeah, I really wanted, I mean, all of these people, I want to see more from a lot of them. I want to see some people mixing things up. I think that if you, if you want an entertaining season where the power goes back and forth and, and we don't just have one, you know, preseason alliance running everything, you need people like Janelle and Kaser and Nicole Anthony and Pullen, whoever, you know, Kevin. Ian, maybe, I don't know. The numbers are just like dwindling of who they could pick up. But pull those people in, create a counterinsurgents, and uh, maybe try to, you know, sway Tyler or something. I don't know. Honest, honestly, I, like, I feel like Tyler's one of the, their best hope. Like, the the other, like, any anti-Cody thing, their best hope is Tyler at this point because Tyler hasn't been pulled into that group yet. But I think Tyler is too like he's a little blind when it comes to Cody right now I don't know if he sees how much Cody has been doing without him now that could change um, depending on in, again Tyler does have these connections these uh, you know other people that he's working with uh, Bailey in particular could be like if his connection to Bailey is strong enough then Bailey might be able to let him know that Cody and Enzo are saying that they don't trust fully trust Tyler. And if he finds that out, then we could see him pull together some kind of resistance group. And that yeah. would be interesting to watch because we know how Tyler does when there are two groups in the house. Um, so that could be interesting, but I don't think it will happen. I don't think it will happen just because while, you know, you could say, oh, in your heart of hearts, Tyler is on to Cody and is on to Enzo in Memphis. And that's why he doesn't want to get in with that group because he doesn't want to be, you know, if he's going to be in a group, he wants to be the top. He wants to be the hub. Then then maybe he's hoping that a different group will form that he could get in. But Tyler also, if you look at his game, he doesn't, he's not gonna pick a side, obviously, in the house. If there are multiple groups forming, his goal is probably to be in both of them or at least have oh, individual yeah. connections he'd in just, both of them. He'd send out the troops to go fight. Right. And I think, I think that it's gonna, I mean, if I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, if I side with Janelle and Kaser, then everyone's going to know. And it's going to be like a solid, this is us. We're, we're against you just based on the way that some of their alliances have worked in the past. I think that that's potential, which maybe is why Nicole is, is hesitant to be with them. I'm not sure, but it's, uh, eh, you know, it's interesting just because I don't know where the main loyalties are going to lie. You know, Bailey's got a lot of options here. And if Bailey wants the her and Christmas and Tyler and maybe Devon or something to be her solid, her most solid thing, then maybe she will tell him. But I don't know, you know, Bailey and Tyler, I could see them making up and wanting to work together. But I could also see Bailey saying, hey, there's a there's another path over here for me that Tyler may not be included in. And maybe that's good for me. And I don't need to tell him about it. Yeah, I don't I don't think she will. There's not much benefit for her. But uh, but like I, said, I think I do think the one thing she could um, end up telling Tyler is like just 
watch out for Cody and Enzo. They are they they want you to open up to them more. Like they mm-hmm. should she could give him that tip. Um, and I do think that could be beneficial to her um, if uh, if if Tyler has a little bit more power. Um, but we'll see. So uh, the reason why this is all possible is because the four that I mentioned yesterday. Bailey, Cody, Enzo, Devon um, came together in the HOH room and solidified um, that uh, they are completely down. Um, and this, like, I still think the other four is the more like real four with Danny and Franzel, but this four had a lot more time to like all come together as a four and talk because the backyard is open and they were all up in the HOH room and uh, they were all there. And this felt very Brigade 2.0 to me. Um, it, it, like it, to the like point, like Enzo is there, like hyping them up. Um, they're talking about how, okay, we don't want to bring other people in solidly, <laughs> but we want to have connections. And like, I was, it blew my mind that like they had, they all had to be thinking the same thing I was, which is this is the Brigade, right? <laughs> Here's the biggest dead giveaway that this was the brigade. Bailey says, let's all have a focused person on the outside. Let's yeah. say, you know, Devon, work with Danny. I'll work with Janelle. Cody will work with Ian. Enzo, pick whoever you want. Enzo doesn't even have a solid parachute. That's exactly what happened last time. Enzo, if you should have learned one thing, get your parachute. And hold them tight and then take them to the final two or something. It's like, it's like they were, it's like they were all, it's like they all found themselves in a play that they've seen before and they, none of them wanted to address it. And so they were all just kind of like following the script. Like, so now I'm supposed to say that each of us has a parachute alliance. Yeah, and, 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 and we mentioned this in the Enzo preview. Enzo, please, 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 do not, don't think. I did everything right the previous time. All I messed up on was not winning that final competition. So I will continue with my act of everyone else has a parachute, but I don't. And then I'll get to the end and I'll win. No, no, no. Get your parachute. That's all I want. I'm, I have so much faith in Enzo this time. I just really want him. He's, he's doing so good. But, you know, you compare these two four-person alliances like you're talking about. I'm liking the thing I like about this one better is I do think time in the house and forming bonds in the house is going to trump preseason alliances. I think I I think think it already has. I really do. And I think Franzel's fear of being seen too close with Cody is going to hurt that four person alliance. I think that the fact that they have a nice conversation with all four people here is going to help. It doesn't matter if it's day one or if it's day, what are we, five, six, whatever it is. Like, I don't know. This was looking pretty good. Yes. So, uh, this, so they come together. Um, again, they're talking about like being worried about Ian. Cody wants to work on Ian. Day wants to work on Ian. Uh, they're all nervous about Ian um, Bailey is going to try and work some more on Janelle. Um, you know, they're, they're all going to you know, try to work on people, try to keep each other's and like they all I swear, like they all know what they're doing. They're like, OK, so then what will happen is that even if like, say, you know, Bailey, you go on the block with Janelle, 
then we'll have the votes with our people to keep you safe and send Janelle home. Just like what happened with the brigade. But we're not saying the brigade, even though Enzo is standing right here. Okay, that's fine. But we're doing the brigade, right? Like, you can just say, we can just skip all of this small talk and say, are we brigading? Good. Great. Got it. Let's go. Let's call it the battalion. Looking up, what are some other synonyms for brigade? <laughs> the cohort. Oh, the um, cohort. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They, uh, as, as you look that up, um, (laughs) they are, um, it's, 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 I do think this is, uh, this is an interesting group. Um, and uh, interesting as well that Danny was not included. Um, obviously Franzel wasn't included, but, uh, but Danny was not included in this. Uh, I'm curious to see how much she finds out about it. I am guessing that, uh, that Cody is going to keep this, uh, from her and, uh, and Franzel, but they will say that like, Hey, let's bring in, uh, Bay and Day to a degree. Um, and so, but, uh, but Cody is, is very well set up here just like uh, a sweeping Venn diagram uh, with him at the center um, of a bunch of different groups that coalesce together as uh, one big one and um, it's uh, it's uh, it's a very effective strategy if he pulls it off let's put another check in the column of winning first HOH can be a good thing yeah, it's, right. it's almost like somebody listened to my podcast about dominant alliance structure. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe okay. I had a friend that was on it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And let's let, you know, I'm just going to have to say this tweet about this earlier. Guys, I love that you were in sequester and probably had access to, I don't know, Netflix at the very least, because y'all were y'all were coming for Zephron, though. Back off. His show is fine. But stop spoiling Umbrella Academy <laughs> on this. The live feeds. I keep having to mute it. Bailey, I love that you love this show. Me too. But I haven't had time to catch up because I have to watch the live feeds. I have to watch you spoiling <laughs> yes, it. Stop. Stop. Because I'm like, they're saying things I'm like that didn't happen in season one. Oh, crap. It happened in season two. Stop. Ah. And by the way, you should go watch the Umbrella Academy. It's really good. Um, all right. Uh, so, um, then we had, uh, Keisha and Janelle were talking later the night as well. Um, that, uh, they think Franzel and Cody are working together and, uh, they would like to put them both on the block next week if they have the option. So, um, that is what, uh, Janelle is looking to do, at least she says to, uh, to Keisha. Um, she has said something slightly different to, to, uh, to Kaser, which is that she would like to work with Cody. Um, but I'm sure she would love to take out Franzel. Eh, well, if, if that happens, then we're not gonna, we're not gonna get to hear Franzel complain about it anymore. Oh, we'll guys, see, I told you she doesn't like me. Yeah. Um, I look. I'll just be happy if we uh, if if we've only got one Nicole to deal with. <laughs> yeah, it would really help if Nicole Anthony gets voted out. Do we just go back to calling Franzel Nicole? Probably. Or are we stuck with Franzel now? I I mean I have not jumped fully aboard the Franzel train. I I have like five different versions of what I'm writing their names as here. But the problem is they, they tend to in conversations just refer to each other as Nicole. Like, so 
it's it's even hard to dissect sometimes which Nicole they're talking about, which can be really frustrating. So there's a lot of like, oh, the blonde one. But <laughs> oh yeah. my god, um, I think Memphis or no somebody somebody yeah Memphis when Memphis was pitching to Danny about the his group um, that uh, Memphis says to her, uh, what about Nicole? Um, and she's like, which one? And he was like. Uh, you know, the the small one. It's like it's the like, little one. It's like, yeah. That didn't help. Like, <laughs> okay, uh, so which, like, Nicole Anthony? Like, n- n- the, you know, the, the blonde one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, that's getting confusing. I think we also probably need David to leave so that Cody can stop calling him Kevin. <laughs> and and he does this a lot. And I know it's been talked about, but the best part was when they asked him, they're like, well, what do you call Kevin? Do you say call him David? He's like, no, I call him Kevin. I know that he's Kevin. I just keep thinking there's two Kevins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, gotta man. be, that's gotta be rough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we also had yes uh, Tammy would like us to talk about um, Kaser's birthday Uh, he is not getting evicted on it so small victories yes um, (laughs) that's great we did we got a what up Kaser um, from Janelle uh, for Kaser's birthday very happy about it very good that's good. I think they should go back to doing the thing they used to do, which was like giving them boatloads of presents on their birthday. Remember that? <laughs> Happened a couple times. Big brother passed. Um yeah. Uh so that's um that's pretty much what we had. Um there were maybe a, a couple of other um like uh, like funny moments, but uh strategically, I think that's mostly where we're at. Um so again, like Cody's structure is really starting to come into place. Uh, he is in a pretty good spot. He just needs to avoid a very niche HOH outcome. And even then, he does have some outs with Janelle. Um, but uh, really, I think the only thing that can disrupt this at this point is is like a Janelle or Kaser HOH um, and like throwing two people from a one of his core groups on the block and uh that would just immediately screw up the works so uh here's hoping right yeah i haven't seen anything from yesterday that made me think that keisha stands a chance at all um really with the small exception of Kevin mentioning some kind of crazy Memphis backdoor. That was really the only even attempt. Enzo is very firm in standing by the fact that he's probably not going to use the veto. Uh, Cody doesn't want him to. There's not really any reason to suspect that he would at this point. I don't really think that, I don't think anything's going to change there. Uh, and, and, and also Keisha was the main person who was mentioning putting Cody up if she won HOH anyway. So that's probably his best outcome for, for Cody. Hoping. But yeah, that's uh that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um so there you go. That's what we have for you from yesterday on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. Um later today, Rob will uh be on for uh the slop. The slop. Um <laughs> and uh tomorrow I'll be back at 11 a.m. Eastern to update everything that happens today on the Big Brother 22 live feeds and uh, tomorrow night we'll have our first Stockwatch roundtable of the season 
should be a lot of fun. Make sure you check it out. Um, and that's uh, that's it. Mary, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere online at Frail Mary. I've been tweeting some Big Brother memes. Really got a kick out of that whole bootleg Teletubby thing. That was great. Yes. Times. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. I just realized my background has been upside down this whole time. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> Get it, guys. It's like Star Wars because all stars. Oh. Hey, yeah. Mixing it up this season. Um, but it's upside down. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong. Thanks again for joining us and see you next time. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 